Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Mike, are you worried that some of these NBA players listen to this podcast? I'm a, I'm a little worried. I th- I'm a little worried that some of the NBA players might be listening to the podcast. Uh, I feel like... I've gotten some shade from some cer- certain players out there, but that could just be all in my head. Well, I mean, we we called some of these guys out for not playing very well and said to trade for them, and it was like they could not turn it around faster, some of them. You think it's just, you know, it's like locker room fodder? They're like, you guys, you get killed on the Watching the Boxes podcast. you got to go out there and hit it. Dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, we are pretty damn good at knowing when a guy is slumping, but it's better uh, than he than he actually is. A lot of those holds we had out there really panned out in the in the first part of the season. I'm with you there. How did you uh, fare in the listener league last week? It was kind of a tight one for me. LeBron's hairline was coming for me, and uh, he he almost had me there at the last day, and I uh, snuck right back to five and four. Uh, ended up winning the, in the week. Shout out to that guy. That's one of the greatest names in the league, LeBron's hairline. Yeah, like wow. LeBron's losing. Like he's going legit bald in the back now. <laughs> His hairline's eating him from both sides. I also won five to four last week, so I have I'm I'm clinging to that last playoff spot with my teeth. Yeah, it's um, it's still pretty tight up at the top. Uh, no one's really broken away from the pack. I would say um, Bickhock Bangs and um, Dexter's Dexter Lim's team, who didn't even change his name, Dexter Lim. Uh, get it together, guys. If you're looking to trade for some crappy players, I probably got a few. Um, I got some injured players. I got a lot of injured players, so. Uh, if you guys are interested, let me know. If you want to get better, you can, I'll trade uh, you my well, worst Well, I got the guy who we should probably talk about right now, and that's John Wall. Damn it, John Wall. John Wall, John Wall. Yeah. Uh, breaking news, or not so breaking news, but um, John Wall. It's going to be out for, what, a couple weeks? Two weeks. They basically said that they gave a PRP injection, and they're shutting him down for two weeks. Um, and that was on Friday. So that didn't sound good to me. And this knee's kind of been bothering him all year. So that doubly didn't sound good to me. But old Timmy Frazier here, starting at point guard, looking pretty good. Yeah, I'd say uh, snag him up if he's available. Just stream him for the next couple of weeks. You're not going to get any value out of him for any reason. But uh, it's it's worth, you know, riding someone who's going to get the playing time. Why not? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, we got a couple of these injury situations that we're going to talk about today. And uh big thing for me in this Tim Frazier game was that he only got two assists. Now, obviously, small sample size alert. But in, in, in a few other games where he started and played big minutes, he's gotten eight assists, six assists, eight assists. So I uh, expect some healthy assist numbers and steals. Probably still not going to score a ton of points. But if he assists and steals, I think he's worthy pickup. Yeah, I think he's worth writing while John Wall is out. It's only going to be a couple weeks. 
But I, there's no one else for them really to play. I, I just don't see who else they would go with. Unless they go with Tomas Satoransky, which, I mean, who wants to play him? I would, just so the announcers have to say his name. You just like it because it's Tomas instead of Thomas. Yeah, Tomas is a cool name. I know a couple of Tomases. So many things I could say right now, I'll just keep them all to myself. I'm a, I'm a, I told you, I'm a, I can't, I'm bad at pronouncing Eastern European names, but East, the Eastern Europeans are cool people. It's a cool place. Everyone should, everyone should visit. Mike's travel tips. Hey, yeah. If you guys want us to do a, a travel section on the podcast, let me know. Um, <laughs> I, I got some, uh, I got some good tips, some good, good, uh, hot tips about uh, Eastern Europe. So let's, uh, let's get into the news. Uh, other than John Wall being out, which is uh, minor, he'll be back, and I, I think it's good that he's sitting out. He'll, he'll come back better. It also looks like uh, Jeff Teague is going to be out for uh, at least an indeterminate amount of time, but at least for the next few games. Yeah, right. And here's the the strange part about the Jeff Teague one is it's Achilles. And we've seen kind of this pop up twice already just this season. We had Ricky Rubio, who had an Achilles injury, missed like one game and was back. And then we had Mike Conley, who was questionable with Achilles for a few games. And now he's out, what, like four to six weeks? So we don't really know which way Jeff Teagues is going to go at this point. No, it could be anywhere in between. I actually think it should be longer. Um, and this is why. Because Rubio came back pretty quickly, and Rubio just has not looked the same. And I, I think that's injury is still bothering him. And um, I really, well, I, I really hope Conley, they get Rubio some more rest. Mike Conley did the same thing, kind of, if you remember. He complained about it, sat out a game. Played a couple more games, looked like trash, and now he's been sitting out here for the last, what, two weeks just about? Yeah. So I can safely say that maybe that's the best course for Jeff Teague. I'll also say that we don't really know, right? I mean, just because they say Achilles, we don't really know what that means. Um, how bad of an Achilles strain or, or whatever the case may be, how bad it really is. So just keep an eye on Jeff Teague. Obviously, the pickup is Tyus Jones. and. We can talk about maybe your favorite coach here, Tom Thibodeau, just giving everybody a million minutes again. Um, it's definitely going to make Tyus Jones viable if he's going to be playing. Yeah, anyone who plays, who starts for Tibbs, is worth owning. Uh, especially my guy, Taj Gibson, who is having an incredible season, taking a step behind the three-point line. Uh, for, for, for how many years he was with the Bulls, no one ever thought, hey, maybe Taj should take more three-pointers. No, those long twos. Just keep those long twos, Taj. Great coaching, everybody. Um, yeah, Taj is having himself uh, a really, really good season and a really good source of rebounds. And I think he's going to play a little bit. He's going to get the ball a little bit more with Teague being out as well. They will be uh, – Tyus will probably pass that ball off to the easy Taj Gibson, which was a go-to play all day every day with the Chicago Bulls. So here's my Tyus Jones question for you, right? A lot of people are going to be interested in picking him up. Um, he averaged 0.8 steals the last two years in 15 and 13 minutes a game. He's gotten 11 steals in the two games, basically, that he's played big minutes since Jeff Teague has been out. Could this guy be an elite source of steals? I'm talking 
somewhere in the two steals per game range? Um, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready to uh, to crown him just yet. That sample size is is just too small, and that um that seven steal outlier uh, against Phoenix of all teams is um, to me is a little suspect. But in 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 limited minutes, he does get consistent steals. Um, I'm willing to since there's nothing to lose here right now. Like he's out there, pick him up. Uh, he's per play. Like why not? Like why why not take a chance if if you're looking for steals? Is is it's per, worth a shot? Per thirty six. Um, I'll, I'll read steals and then I'll read assists. One point nine and two point two as a rookie and sophomore, where he did not get a ton of minutes. And 6.8 assists and 7.3 assists. So, I mean, he's kind of in the Tim Frazier boat. Per 36, he's not even averaging 10 points. But he looks like he's going to be worth it for assists and steals. And probably a even better version than Tim Frazier if they're both out the same amount of time. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I think I'd rather go Tyler because he is going to play a ton of minutes. Because that's just the way Thibodeau rules. Or Tyus, not Tyler. Um. But yeah, Tyus Jones, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to – I don't know. I don't think he can – I think he can average two steals a game in the next couple weeks, but um, I wouldn't bet on it. Well, heck, I mean, he gets another seven-steal game, he's going to do it, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. At, at this point, he will 100% average two steals a game. the last two I'm games, sorry. right? If you exclude the last two, he's probably got a good shot to, to maybe not do it. But if you keep those last two in – it's looking pretty good. He's already got 11 in two games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to count those two games. This is a tad unfair to count those if we're going to go from here on out. Two steals, uh, I'm guessing not so much. Because you're not going to – if you haven't picked him up yet, you didn't get any of those steals, so it doesn't really matter to you at all. I got a non-injury guy I want to ask you about. Yeah, go ahead. It's your best friend, played on the Chicago Bulls last year, Rajon Rondo. Oh, God. Rondo. Is he going to the trash heap? Um, slowly but surely, like, goes someone the trash picking him up in a garbage truck and and taking him out to the dump, like yes, literally, li- like literally, like I hope someone is doing that literally, because what what's the point of this guy? Like, why is he still pounding the ball until there's three seconds left and then dishing it out to somebody to take a last second shot, like? He's not scoring at all. Like he's not even trying to shoot. He could at least he was at least occasionally shooting, occasionally going to the rim in Chicago. He's not doing any of that right now. No, well, he, he is averaging six assists. But I mean the minutes are really the worrying part to me. He did get over thirty one games so far, but he's been consistently right around twenty five. Uh other than that game. And, I mean, yeah, okay, the six assists are nice, and it's probably going to keep him ownable. But if it drops even lower yet, I mean, I think they're slowly realizing that they have to play him 25 minutes kind of because they don't have anybody else that's even a competent NBA player. But at the same point, they're realizing Drew Holiday is a better point guard, which I think you and I both knew to begin the season. But Alvin Gentry, man, he must be riding some sort of roller coaster. We're not, we're not, we're not available to ride. He must be chasing the dragon down there. I mean, what, I don't know why anyone would think Rondo. I mean, unless he got seduced by playoff Rondo like everybody else did. 
But I mean, I, this is a situation I'm kind of monitoring a little bit. I guess I'll say in a sense that okay, in 25 minutes, Rondo's probably going to get you enough assists to be standard league viable. But if those minutes drop any further, I'm going to think about cutting Rondo and getting somebody whose minutes are a little safer. Yeah, if I if I own Rondo right now, I'm going to still hold on to him because you know what you're getting, right? And especially if you desperately need assists. But if he's sitting on my waiver wire, I would only stream him. I wouldn't pick him up and waste a roster spot on him because other than those pretty good assists, right, um, you're you're getting nothing else, like just absolutely nothing else. Well, I mean, you're getting like three rebounds and a steal. I mean, they're not sexy numbers, but at the same point, like – they are somewhat helping you as opposed to you could get someone who gives you a rebound and a fourth of a steal. Um, yeah, the dude, the dude's shooting under 40%. He's scoring oh, he's, no points. So he's going he's to kill you Like you in, in those if you, if you start him for three games during the week, right? Soon we might have to start the free throw watch too. Yeah. He has not shot a free throw yet, which is probably a good thing because he's not a good free throw. Yeah, yeah no, no one's complaining. <laughs> but at the same point, right, like we talked about this with guys like TJ McConnell when he was a rookie, that it's just crazy to not shoot a free throw in an NBA game for a long stretch of time. And Rondo has already gone, what, nine games without shooting a free throw? And that's weird because he should know better, right? He should know how to get Seven. to the line. He should know that it's a, it's important to get to the line. Yeah. I think it just goes to show you he's not he's not trying to get to the rim. He's not trying to get contact. Well, and I think too, right? He doesn't necessarily want to shoot because he knows there's a lot better scorers around him. Which I mean, it's the first time in Rondo's life maybe he's realized he's he's not the star of the show. I mean, he should have known that three or four years ago. Shouldn't he have known that like all the way back when he started in Boston and they were like really good and he, he was shoot? really he was pretty good for a couple of those years, a couple. Yeah, but he still wasn't not really the star of that offense in the sense that he can't he could never shoot. He was no Derrick Rose, I'll tell you that. He just likes to dribble it into the dirt. That's just he drives me crazy to watch, kind of. Uh, speaking of Derrick Rose, let's. Um, I would pour. I'd pour one out for him. He, he. Who knows if he's coming back to the NBA? But I've been pouring one out for him for the last five years. So uh, I've ran. Out, I've ran out of beer to pour out for Derrick Rose, but I will. Um, keep him in my thoughts and my memories forever. I'll I'll say this: he'll be back. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of money in that Adidas deal. Yeah, and I mean, knowing some things about Derrick Rose, like, like that, just that I mean, you hear about. Um, yeah, sure, the injuries are probably frustrating him, but it's hard to. I mean, it's hard for anyone to walk away for what like eighty million dollars. <laughs> so I think he'll be back. Yeah, I, I think the the media over scrutinizes him. I said this before, but I mean, no one no one gets covered like Derrick Rose. Well, and I mean, to, like no, and not to like the extent. Obviously, LeBron gets covered more. Curry gets covered more. I'm saying no one scrutinizes every single thing someone says and does, and then construes it into this like, what about Derrick Rose? Because everyone is still reminiscing about that time he was the youngest best player in the league ever. And it's it's one of those stories people can't get enough of. Like, oh, either people are saddened that, that he fell apart or uh, schadenfreuding it up by living and uh, enjoying his misery. Well, and what's crazy, too, is he's still not 30 years old. 
I mean, he just turned 29 a couple months ago. So, I mean, yeah. theoretically, he should still have quite a few years left in the tank. Yeah, it's uh, it's really sad. It really is. Um, he didn't play terrible um, fantasy-wise in New York. He did play terrible not, – not as terrible as some of the – I mean, like, man, some of these players out here um, are, are still pretty, pretty bad like everybody on the Bulls. Um, well, what's crazy was New York – it, it kind of looked like he had figured out that he was not a three-point shooter, which was the best thing for Derrick Rose, right? I mean, Derrick Rose never could really shoot a three-point shot. And it seemed like last year he figured that out, and he was going to be somewhat more efficient and a decent scorer. And he – I mean, he couldn't find the starting point guard job, but if he could have, he looked like he was going to be real good for fantasy. Now, real-life basketball is a completely different thing, and, and we don't really need to talk about that today. But I thought – Last year was a good sign for his fantasy value. Yeah, I thought so too until he joined uh, Cleveland, but then all of a sudden he was going to be the starter, but then all of a sudden he's injured again. It's been a mess. Uh, I, you got to run away from that whole situation. Uh, speaking of New York, though, the return of another great bull, Joakim Noah, three minutes uh, tonight, but he is he is back. Uh, do you think that's going to affect the rotation? Uh, minutes for Enos Cantor? Kylo Quinn, who's taking the, the hit? The whole there? reason he got in was Cantor was out. So I mean, you got to think when Cantor comes back, he's kind of just on the outside looking in. Did it be interesting to see if if Joe really has anything left in the tank? In the sense that if New York's pushing for the playoffs, I mean, I, I just I have to think that Cantor, Hernan Gomez, and O'Quinn are all better players than Joe Noah at this point. I mean, um, I, in unless Noah's got something in the like you said something in those legs still, I would save him for the playoffs and play him and play him in good matchups. Like, why why waste him in the in the regular season if you're playing well? Um, but Joakim Noah, I mean, come on, man. that guy's one of elite defender. Um, just hampered by injuries. Another guy, another Tibbs product. Well, yeah, and I mean, someone is still letting Tibbs do that in the world, obviously, but we're seeing that that didn't really work out for any of those players. I mean, look at Luol Dang now. I mean, yeah, he's just shot, you know what I mean? Like, And a lot of those big-time bulls at that time that he was playing the crazy minutes are just – they're going a little too soon, right? Yeah, I mean, Ben Gordon disappeared, um, left the country probably. All those guys. Uh, the only guy who seems to be doing all right is Taj, but he's still playing with Tibbs for 38 but, minutes. But the thing was, he never played Taj that many minutes. That's like, true. Taj, Taj was the one guy. That's what I mean. The one guy that he seemed to save his legs a little bit. And now Taj is still out there. Now, he's playing Taj this year more than he ever played Taj as a bull, right? Yeah, so it's it's going to be downhill for Taj after this, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Taj is 32. Taj is like the only one that survived. But it was partially because, I mean, the most minutes he ever got with tips was like 28 a game. Yeah, he was basically playing limited minutes uh, in in the new style simply because he was always playing behind somebody like Boozer or Paul Gasol. Yeah. Speaking of the the New York Knicks here, I I know I I always want to get a Joakim Noah shout-out on the podcast, but Courtney Lee has been playing kind of – um, incredibly well across the board. Michael, in, in you did Cadillacs. not, you did not read my article from last week when I recommend that everyone pick up and hold Courtney Lee. That is true. That is one hundred percent true. If you are checking out Tyler's 
articles on hashtagbasketball.com. Um, you are getting uh, week primers, and uh, let's uh, let's actually just go into the uh, the week primer that you have for this week. Uh, it's a weird week, isn't it? It is probably the best week for streaming we've seen to this point in the sense that there are no game days where there's a crazy amount of games. There's only one game, one day where there's double-digit games, and that's Wednesday with 10. Um, every other day has eight or less. So you probably are going to be able to fit someone into your lineup pretty much every day in a daily changes head-to-head league. Yeah, and, it's much, much better than last week, that's for sure. Yeah, last week we had the craziness where we took Thursday off and we had two days where there was like a game or two and it just messed with our minds. And this week we got a much more spread out, healthy schedule, which I like to see. Yeah, and I think that's um, simply because of the, the – obviously Thanksgiving screwed everything up, but uh, I think this less back-to-backs thing is going to help for being able to stream a little bit better. I, I mean – I don't know, it's been a little hit or miss, right? The less back-to-backs thing I I thought would have a little bit more impact than I think we're seeing that it has. But it's also a really good week for weekly leagues in the sense that we have three teams only playing two games, but we've got 11 playing four and 16 um, playing three. So, again, it's a good week for weekly leagues where you can kind of take advantage of some four-game players. Um. Yeah, I mean, this was just a really good week for the article in the sense that it had a lot of options that you could choose from, which is always what we want to give to the listeners. Let's let's talk about a few players that you you recommend for streaming here. Uh, you went with a couple of the San Antonio Spurs here, Danny Green and Kyle Anderson. Uh, where, uh, Tony Parker is back in um, in San Antonio. Uh, does that does that affect your streaming? I guess strategy with when looking at the Spurs. Well, if we slide down to the uh, the Spurs section in the back-to-backs, you will see that I wrote many disclaimers about the Tony Parker return. Now, um, I figured going into this as I was writing it that Tony Parker would get kind of a soft landing in the sense that he probably isn't going to play huge minutes at all this season. He didn't really play that many minutes per game last season. But it was probably going to take out DeJounte Murray from the rotation. Um or it was going to take out Patty Mills. I think we saw tonight it took out DeJounte and Murray. Only allowed to play 15 minutes for the next two or three games, which is basically most of this week for the Spurs. So I don't think it's going to kill any values of Danny Green or Kyle Anderson. The guy who's going to kill Kyle Anderson's value is Kawhi Leonard when he comes back. Yeah, so stream away this week. Uh, but there is rumors coming out of San Antonio that – Quiet Leonard might be back in the next couple weeks, so that's a that's a positive thing for all you quiet owners out there, including myself. Um, I I don't know if it's going to be two weeks. I mean, it's just it's been super suspect, and it could be you know two to four more weeks. Well, and who knows? I mean, we we just don't know. But there's all you can do is hold. There, this has been kind of a. Uh, reading the tea leaves, how the wind blows, whatever you want to call it situation, right? I mean, we just had Popovich last week saying that he had never seen an injury like this before and like making it sound very ominous for Kawhi Leonard. Then we had Popovich saying, oh, we're going to let Tony Parker determine kind of when Kawhi Leonard comes back because Tony Parker had a similar injury, but 
it looks like it's going to be soon. And then you had Tony Parker saying today he's probably two to three weeks away. So, I mean, two to three weeks really isn't that soon to me. Soon to me sounds like a week, maybe. Um, so I mean, if you, if you, however the wind blows, right? Like, I don't really still think we know anything yet. If you've been sitting on Kawhi Leonard for the whole season, two weeks is is soon. Um, sooner sooner than you would uh, maybe you were thinking anyway. But um, yeah, I, I, it's worth noting that um, the streaming value of those guys and will will go down. But uh, I, I don't think it really affects any anybody who's a starter on this team, um, unless unless you think it is going to impact LaMarcus Aldridge's touches. Oh, I think it, it will in, in in some cases that I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be the alpha dog and, and LaMarcus Aldridge is going to slide down to kind of that number two role. The guy I want to talk about here is Danny Green, though. Did, has Danny Green resurrected himself from the ashes to be a standardly viable player? I mean, technically he has. I'm still not um, getting all pumped up for Danny Green out here. But... um Technically, he's putting together a, a lot of really good across-the-board lines where he's he's helping you in really every category. And that's kind of where I think – I think these are the type of players that often go unnoticed. Oh, certainly. Right? Like, if you're getting six assists a game or you're getting ten rebounds a game, someone's going to pick you up off the waiver wire because, ooh, I need assists, ooh, I need rebounds. And Danny Green is the kind of player, right? Like over a block and a steal a game, almost two three pointers, ten points, four rebounds, two assists. Like it's nothing super super sexy where you go, "Ooh, I gotta have him for this category." But yeah. across the board, like that's a pretty damn good line. It's it's under two three pointers, which in today's game you're like, okay, and it's almost exactly one block, one steal. And like we, if you said two one and one to me, I'd be like, yeah, that guy should probably be owned. But the fact that it's Two one and one with ten points and four rebounds and two assists, but that adds up. It, it that adds up to a pretty uh, stellar line if you consider that. Um, basically, you can get that kind of production for free off the uh, off the waiver wire. Yeah, and that's really where it's at, right? Is you know what I mean? Like, it's it's nothing. It's it's there's no cost to this. It's not like you're buying it in a trade. And just getting it for nothing. Would you look to um, sell high on Lamarcus Aldridge with uh, the news that Kawhi Leonard's coming back soon? Um, that's a good question. In the sense that I don't know that you can. I think that Lamarcus Aldridge's value going into the season was probably his perceived value was probably lower than his actual value. So, is someone going to buy high on Lamarcus Aldridge? Well, I I think there's two questions, right? Like, what is going on here? Is he thriving because Kawhi Leonard isn't in the lineup? Or is he playing like he was playing two seasons ago, where it really felt like he had figured it out, how to play on this team, how to play in the rotation, how to play with Kawhi Leonard, and he's just producing at that level again? I mean, either one of those are are possible. Well, yeah. Now he could up the field goal percentage. I mean, we could we could make that assumption, but he's getting two to two and a half more shots a game than he's gotten at any point in San Antonio. So 
you got to think that Kawhi Leonard is going to take those two shots away again, and that's going to hurt his points. He's also shooting the most free throws he shot other than one year in his career, which you got to feel like those numbers are going to come down a little bit when Kawhi returns and just has the ball in his hands a little bit more. So, I mean, he's not going to average 21 and a half points a game when Kawhi comes back. He's going to be somewhere probably 18, 19. Um, so, yeah, if I could sell Marcus Aldridge for the value he's playing at now, I would certainly do that. I just don't know that you can. Yeah, I'd even recommend maybe selling him. I mean, if you can get – I don't know if you're going to get, you know, top 20 value, which is he's playing in the top 20 value right now. I doubt you can get top 20 value for him. Uh, perhaps, maybe, but – I'd probably sell him for top thirty, top forty value if I even if I could there because I, I do think it is going to affect uh, Lamarcus and it could it could go bad like it, it really could turn into what last year looked like for him. The guys, um, such that you want to do this move, the guys I would look to buy are guys who are struggling a little bit so far this season. Um, so kind of look for a top guy out there that you think is struggling a little bit. Anyone, um, anyone come to uh, come to your mind right now? Uh, well, I, I was gonna say Eric Blitzo, but I'm not sure that anyone would make that move now that Blitzo's found his home. But I mean, Blitzo's shooting a bad percentage right now still, and, and I think maybe that's kind of an option you could look at. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to find a lot um, of those guys who are struggling at the beginning of the year have uh, have figured it out. They've they've come back and uh, are kind how, of done. How about this one? And I don't know that you could make this move, but what well, well, I'll ask you. DeMar DeRozan got a little bit of a nagging injury right now, day to day. Probably a little bit. I mean, he's playing well, but I mean, I, I don't know. That's probably a move I'd make if I needed the points, right? If I like, the reason uh, I was. I, I think that's a pretty. Across, like, to me, that's a pretty fair trade. That's what I mean. And that, that seems pretty, pretty solid. I, I don't. I don't, if I'm trying to work Here's one a, over, I, I don't want to make a uh, I don't want to make a fair trade. I would like to try to get a here's a, a guy sell high situation. I'll ask you about, and this is not a move that if if I'm a Marcus All owner, this was not a move I'm even entertaining. But how about Marcus All only shooting forty one point eight percent, which is a little disappointing, right? All the other numbers look pretty good though. But I mean, we just had this all the coaching change. Maybe that's got some people a little freaked out. Yeah, I, I mean, sneak, yeah, with, with that one in there, is getting fired. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to see anything um, different going on in uh, Memphis. If we're going to see some personnel moves, if we're going to see them basically go for the full tank and, and trade away their the really good players like Gasol and Connolly, um, I would definitely make that trade. I would I would much rather have Marcus Gasol. Um, I think I, I'm, we're huge Marcus Gasol fans anyway. So that's no surprise there. But I, I'd look for someone like that, Marcus Sewell, Al Horford. Sadly, the guy I was going to mention just played a little bit too well over the weekend. Um, when, I, when I figured we'd talk about this, I was going to mention Jimmy Butler, but his numbers over the weekend probably kept you from getting that deal, just in the sense that he had a couple of decent games here in the last, yeah. since, we've, since we've talked last. And people can probably see that Jimmy's going to be Jimmy. Yeah, if anyone – Stupidly enough, move Jimmy. Like we've been saying, I've been saying it all year. Don't, don't do it. Don't move Jimmy Butler. It's not worth it. Um, Here's another interesting one, and I'll throw this one as kind of a last go here. That maybe you could acquire Mr. Devin Booker. Uh, maybe that that I would be interested in that. 
hmm. in, this, in the sense that Booker Wright's going to get some more assists than we thought he was going to get because he's going to be asked to play a little more ball handling role. Um, he's obviously going to score a ton on that team. And I just think that maybe the guy owning Devin Booker is a little bit worried about this toe injury he's got. And I don't know, man. Maybe he just feels a little safer about LaMarcus. is a kind of a little bit better across the board stat line, especially in the defensive stats. Something to think about. Yeah, it's worth irritating. Um, I actually, you know, I look at Aaron Gordon. I like Aaron Gordon. He's been playing really well. He does a little bit more things across the board than LaMarcus does. LaMarcus, obviously, percentages are, are much better. So if you don't care about percentages, maybe that's a good move to make. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of options there, and I would I would entertain all of them because here pretty soon um, Kawhi's going to come back and um, probably, like you said, take away some, a few possessions, take away a few shots, take away a few um, pieces of production there that uh, he's currently thriving in right now. I'm with you on all that. I'd like to talk about one more, uh, return, the return. There's a lot of returns lately. And uh, this is the return of Larry Nance Jr., who is um, currently playing the Clippers tonight. He's back in the lineup. And uh, we talked a little bit about this before, but um, it does look like Larry Nance is going to really, really kill uh, Julius Randle's minutes. But – Overall, it might be a, a three-way kill because um, the Lakers really want to play Kuzma. They still want to figure out if they have anything in Randall, and they want to start Larry Nance Jr. So there's just not enough minutes to go around, and it could be the old three-way. We're all playing 25, 23 minutes, and no one wins. Sadly, I think it's the four-way kill in the sense that they're playing Bogut a little bit too, and it's killing Brooke Lopez as well. Because mostly Julius Randle is playing just center. Larry Nance and Kyle Kuzma are sharing the court a little bit each game when Nance plays. And so Brooke Lopez gets down to his 20 minutes a game and it's kind of just crushing the value of everybody. What would you do with Brooke Lopez? This is is a baffling question to me because we, we've talked about this, as, but it's it's been a little bit since we uh, assessed his situation there. Those minutes keep like, disappearing and his production is just is all-time low and he's he's the best player on the team well and here's what's crazy right i mean we recommended at least i recommended i mean i'm pretty sure you were right there with me that once he had those couple good games you should sell him yeah and didn't sell him i don't know that you're gonna get anything for now you're in the situation where you're just kind of stuck with him he's still even in the limited you know 22 25 minutes he can produce a great game he can also produce you like he did against Sacramento last Wednesday where he gave you four points, a rebound, and a block and 17 minutes. There's going to be some real bad games. But, I mean, you don't cut this guy, right? But at the same point, like he's not going to give you anywhere near the value you thought he was when you drafted him. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with him other than hold him if I own him. I Is this a is there an opportunity to – I mean, there's always an opportunity, right? But – to trick someone into thinking like, oh, okay, well, he's slumping right now and they're, they're doing some weird playing time here, but he's still Brooke Lopez. He's still overall on the season looks fine in the rankings. Like he's not terrible. You is, know this the- a, is this like a maybe trick someone to like take their, you know, a, a tier below Brooke Lopez the- and go, hey, you know, in the draft, 
you could have had Brook Lopez, and now I'm, I'm going to offer to you for a, a lower tier center. But in reality, you're giving away a guy who's might not even be standard league relevant. Kind of deal I think you make with a Brook Lopez at this point in the season. If you if you are of the mind that things are not going to get better, and is number one, you try to trade somebody for someone you know they picked up off the waiver wire that you think has more value than Brook Lopez. That'll be a little bit different in every league. Yeah. But you basically say, ooh, this was a top you know, 50 player when we drafted. You didn't pay anything for that guy. You want to swap? And you That's hope a- someone swaps you. Or you go for someone who's currently injured like an Enos Cantor type who you go, uh, you don't really have, you don't really think this guy's that good probably. A lot of people are always hating on Enos Cantor because he doesn't get much for the blocks and the steals. He's hurt right now. I'll give you my top 50, Brooke Lopez. And some people might do that deal as well. Yeah, I, I like both of those ideas. Um, especially kind of aiming low. I know like Taj Gibbs is play, playing really well, but like name recognition wise, uh, people are going to much rather be like, oh, Brooke Lopez for Taj Gibson. That's not a very good trade for whoever got Taj Gibson. And I think that's a great trade at this point because Taj Gibson is going to continue to play, you know, 30. Two plus minutes, or ridiculous amounts of more minutes than than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Yeah, I think whatever you can do to 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 swindle him uh, to Brook Lopez out, I think I'm out. Like, I know it's a very long season; anything can happen, and he could always just suddenly be playing 35 minutes for the you know two straight months or whatever. Like, but it, but he, here's happen. here's the crazy part. Okay, we just saw an injury. He still didn't really get that many more minutes. That's true, right? We just saw kind of the best case scenario, the thing you wanted to see, and it didn't really help him that much. So, I mean, what are two guys going to get injured? Like, okay, it's possible, but what are the chances? But you can't really. I mean, at what point do you drop him? Well, I mean. I don't think you can in the sense that he's still throwing up a 20-point game every, I mean, what, every three or four games? One yeah. out of every three or four games, he's throwing up a 20-point night. Like, do you drop a guy who scores 20 points a game? Like, no. No, and I mean, then, if you look and at then the... the other nights, he shoots one for five at halftime and has two points. Like, tonight, no rebounds, no assists, no steals. But, but Okay, but let's look, at it. let's look at the numbers as a whole, right? The rebounds stink. But you kind of knew the rebounds were going to stick to begin with, right? Like, he's never been a good rebounder, but he's only giving you 4.8 a game. So that's that's definitely a negative. But he's giving you 1.8 assists, which is okay for a center, right? I mean, it's not the Hassan Whiteside, like, 0.7. 1.7 blocks, pretty good, and 14.2 points. 1.33 pointers, some okay percentages, not great. But, I mean, the free throw percentage for a big man is great. Field goal percentage is a little lacking for a big guy. Well, I mean, like, those are ownable numbers, right? They're numbers you hold. It's just the volatility which he gets there is what drives you insane. Yeah, you just – you got to recategorize him in your brain. You know, you got to go, listen, this guy is standardly relevant, but he just isn't a really good player anymore. Like, and he probably still has that talent, right? But he's just not playing that that many minutes. I mean, I don't know that he's not a really good player anymore. It's – he's not in the situation to get – the really big statistics. He is not playing the 30 plus minutes a game. He needs to produce the statistics you thought he was going to produce. And then that's okay, I guess. Um, but you got to realize that now he's probably what, like a top 
eight, he's somewhere in the 80 to 100 range, probably, maybe even a little bit lower if the minutes go down a little bit more now that Larry Nance is back um, instead of the top 50 guy you drafted. Yeah, that's um, it's going to be a long, I think it's going to be a long season for all you Brooke Lopez owners out there. Uh, who was there anyone else that uh, caught your eye? I, I, I see that the Warriors are sitting random players. Uh, guess what? This is going to happen throughout the season. But, uh, occasional back-to-backs when they're playing the Bulls, when they're playing the Kings. They're just going to randomly sit players. They're going to be like, oh, my hand hurts. Oh. I, I, I do think the, the KD ankle thing is uh, something legit. Like I, I do think he is going to sit out a handful of games because I don't think they want to risk it. That sounded well, and like he, he played one, right? And then yeah. he came back out with the same injury. So you got to think they're going to sit him for a little bit. He's missed four out of the last five. Um, He's going to miss a few more, I would guess. That yeah, one's it, real. The other ones are probably made up. He, he being so Steve Kerr did say he's going, he plans on resting Draymond Green quite a bit coming up. I'm not sure what the hell that means. Yeah, what, is, yeah, what is that? What does that mean? Like, is that, like, once a week? I mean, like, I didn't really like, get that. I didn't really get that comment, but if you're a Draymond Green owner, I, I'm I'm probably projecting somewhere 70 to 75 games, even if he stays healthy the whole season, as opposed to, like, 80. <laughs> um, and maybe even less. You never know. He did play tonight. I think they planned on resting him until Kevin Durant got injured and then, you know, we felt like we had to play him. Kings are giving him a tussle right now. The game isn't over yet. Um, I'm sure that'll be a good laugh for everyone when they listen back to this and the Kings got killed. Um, I'm not too worried about any of those injuries, though, other than Kevin Durant. Yeah, and even that I'm not worried about. It's not like, a oh, maybe I should see if I can move Kevin Durant for um, James Harden. I mean, like, if you want to do that, feel free. Like, that's fine. That trade's pretty normal. Uh, I just don't, I, I, I don't s- see any, um, major concern. They did go, he probably shouldn't have played on it the other day, but it's not like they were like, he's going to have to sit out for a month cause he played on it the other day. And that's, that's a big difference to me. So, uh, do watch for adjustments in that roster. I think there's a lot of streaming potential in there. You got Omer Casby getting the start tonight. Uh, McG- uh McCall getting uh, the start tonight as well. And uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot of nights where one, two of those guys sits against really bad teams because there's there's plenty of bad teams out there. And uh, it's a good opportunity to throw Iguodala in off your waiver wires, throw uh, some of those say, players in. I'll say this, though. Their, their rotation has been kind of a headache for, for people in deeper leagues or people trying to stream in the sense that, you know, oh, one night they they played David West big minutes, and then the next night Kevon Looney gets the big minutes, and David West plays like ten, and Javel McGee didn't play any, and then Kevon Looney doesn't play any, and Javel McGee gets the fifteen, and David West gets five, and like they've just been kind of messing around with that, and they got Nick Young on the wing, they got Omar Caspi, they got McCall, you know what I mean? They just kind of mess with those rotations enough that it's kind of hard to go on a night to night basis. This is the guy I want. It's always. Steve Kerr is not afraid to give McCall 25 minutes if the guys are sitting out, and then the next night give Nick Young the 25 minutes and give McCall 15. Yeah, it is kind of a – it's been a bit of a crapshoot. There is um, still um, some value to be had there if you can uh, pay attention to Twitter and um, pay attention to um, – you know if you can get them in at the last second, if you can get those pickups in the last second. Uh, it's worth It's worth paying attention to anyway. 
I think that's really it for this evening. But Tyler, I gotta say, I am I'm absolutely killing it on draft.com right now. Our current sponsor, draft.com, uh use the promo code boxes to get a free game, uh, a free draft on your after your first deposit. And um I, I've been doing pretty well. I ended up getting a a free ticket to a to game and ended up getting second. So I'm I'm just I'm playing with house money right now. You know what? Here's what I'll say about him. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I, I mean, I I will be the first one to admit I'm not a huge daily fantasy player because I, I think that, you know, when you play the DraftKings or the Fandle, they're fun. But it, you look at the winning lineup some nights when, when you lose and you're a little salty and, like, it's just some random player. Like, oh, he played Jameer Nelson, and for some reason Jameer Nelson got 10 points and – six or eight assists and crushed his value tonight and that was really the reason you lost draft.com is different you get to do the the snake draft which is always the best part of your fantasy season right oh definitely and it takes like two minutes literally it's super quick though i have found myself occasionally getting too distracted those those drafts are really really quick and my fourth pick occasionally will be an auto pick and i'll be like ah crap i i for some reason lost concentration for Two and a half minutes. Like, how did that even happen? Well, here's my favorite part, right? It's usually, if if you play it right, it's only kind of the big names. Only the dudes who are going to play, like, 30 minutes plus. So You're only really taking a crazy shot with maybe one of your, your last or second to last pick. So, and it's only drafting two guards, two forwards and center, and no one's getting the same players, so you're not going to tie with anybody. And it's to me, it's it's so much better. And if you're good at fantasy basketball, you enjoy fantasy basketball. Um, I think you'll like it a lot more than you'll like the daily fantasy stuff out there. I know I do. Uh, I'm with you there. I've gotten frustrated with DraftKings, and I stopped playing. And uh, I'm I'm really enjoying Draft.com. So am I. I'll give LeBron a shout out. He he dominated on Friday. Won me some good money. So good for him. Respect respect to LeBron and uh, respect to everybody out there who has already signed up using the promo code boxes. And if you do sign up using the promo code boxes, send a screenshot to us on Twitter. Tyler, where can people tweet at you? Uh, you can tweet at me at Watsy4444. Or you can send it to me at watch the boxes. And if you do, you will be able to play exclusively against both me and Tyler in a, a three-way matchup on draft.com you have the ability the chance to take our money but i don't i don't think you're going to i don't think uh, any of our listeners are good enough at draft.com to to take our money tyler it's going to be tight man i've been i've been making a killing so good luck to you yeah good luck but if you tweet at us we will happily take you on if you use that promo code boxes uh, i think that's it for this evening go check out tyler's #basketball.com week 7 uh, weekly preview for for all those streamers out there, which I know I know there's a lot out there. And if you guys have any questions, reviews, things you want to hear on the podcast, you want to hear more Roto stuff, I, I always constantly ask Tyler, "Hey, can we talk about more Roto stuff?" And he's like, "No, head to head only." He doesn't want to hear that Roto crap. It's because you wouldn't invite me to your Roto league, Mike. So now you're, I'm not gonna let you talk about it. It's punishment. You're not invited. I'm just that's a, just the truth. You're not invited to my Roto league. Sorry. It's one. It's my twisted punishment. Yeah. So if you want to hear uh, more dynasty stuff, um, just anything, anything you want to hear, tweet at us, um, and we respond pretty quickly. And we're we're pretty good at um, 
adjusting it up for the listeners because really this is all about you guys. And if you guys want to help us out, uh, use that promo code boxes on draft.com or rate and review us or both actually do both of these things, rate and review us on Apple iTunes or wherever you're dialing this currently really helps people uh, find the podcast and tell a friend, tell someone in your league, tell your crazy uncle who plays in 39 fantasy basketball leagues for some reason. And you're like, well, that guy definitely doesn't have a job. What's what the hell is he doing? He's just playing 39 different leagues. There's something wrong with him, but tell him too. That's fine. We want him as a listener. He already is a listener, Mike. Don't let him, don't let him fool you. That's true. If you're um, an NBA player, uh, feel free to tweet at us. We will give you good fantasy advice. We will motivate you. We'll talk crap about you on the show if you need motivation in your actual NBA game. Uh, I've been talking crap about the Bulls, but they haven't been playing very well, so I don't think any of those guys listen. Oh, dude, Darren Grant's definitely tuning in. Don't let him, don't let him fool you. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just not good. Um, so I think that's it for tonight. Taylor or <sighs> Tyler, thanks for joining me. Uh, all right. Thanks to yeah. you too, Taylor. Good job. Whoever man. you are, the guy that I've been doing this podcast with, whoever you are, thanks for joining me. <laughs>